0: You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On College Football Podcast, your Friday edition on this Friday, January 22nd. I am Ben Stevens, the host of Locked On Big Ten. He is Patrick Kahn, the host of Locked On Longhorns, and who says there's an offseason? We had two items of breaking news starting from last night on, on Wednesday night heading into Thursday afternoon as well, and we're getting you caught up with all of it here on your Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Podcast, Patrick Kahn. We never stop. College football never stops. It dominates the news cycle each and every day, even as we now are in the middle of January.
0: Absolutely. And we start off with the biggest of news. Larry Scott is now out as the Pac-12 commissioner. I would like to go ahead and put my name in the hat Mm. to be the new commissioner of the Pac-12. Because Why not? What did Larry Scott do while he was at the Pac-12 commissioner? Not a whole lot. Well,
1: I actually want to ask you this question about Larry Scott because one of the first things he did, maybe one of the highlights of his entire 11-year tenure at the helm of the Pac-12 back when he took it over was the Pac-10, he tried to make it the super conference of the Pac-16 and, if you remember, actually reached out to Texas and Oklahoma to try to get them as a part of the conference. That didn't work, but they were able to get Utah and Colorado to join now the Pac-12. Do you remember when Larry Scott broached this idea with UT to try to get the Longhorns as a part of the Pac-10, Pac-12 now?
0: Yeah, I remember it because, uh, let's see, Texas Tech was supposed to go Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They were waiting on Texas. Texas said, no, thanks. We're about to launch our own network. We don't need the Pac-10, 12, whatever you want to call it. Hey, I was looking forward to it because I thought it would be exciting. I didn't know how it was going to work with, you know, central division or, you know, central time zone teams Mm -hmm. playing, you know, the West Coast. But, you know... uh, And a lot of that got poo-pooed because of the lost dots and the guys at Texas. And of course they launched their own network. And you know, that's part of the reason why the big 12 looks the way it does now and why Texas A&M left in Colorado and Missouri and Nebraska. Because Texas held all the cards and I think it made a lot of people mad. You're right about that. That was huge. That was Mm -hmm. massive. But since then, here's my question. Mm Mm-hmm. You can answer this because you're a Big Ten guy. Okay. So a lot of the heat that Larry Scott caught this year had to do with the fact that they didn't play football until much later. So why does Kevin Warren get to skate by?
1: Are you comparing what Larry Scott has done over his 11-year tenure to what Kevin Warren has done? No, just
0: the one thing. Just the one thing.
1: Well, Larry Scott, if you know, followed Kevin Warren and everything that Kevin Warren did. And again, I will always say this was not Kevin Warren's decision. He is the figurehead and the highly paid conference commissioner. So a lot of the fault falls on his shoulders, or at least the public outrage does. He is that guy, and I have always said he should have opened up more lines of communication to the fans as Kevin Warren plays a huge part in the Big Ten network. He could have gone on his own TV network, had softball questions from Dave Revson, and just at least tried to calm the waters a little bit. Kevin Warren never Mm -hmm. did that, and to the PR department of the Big Ten League offices, I say poo-poo on you because that was terrible. The actual decision to postpone and then reinstate and then do everything that the Big Ten did was made by the Council of Conference Counselors, what a chancellors—that's the word I'm looking for. Ch- it's been a long time since I spoke about that. Yeah yeah, chancellors yeah, 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 And presidents from around the Big Ten Conference—they voted on these things, so it doesn't all fall on Kevin Warren. Mary right. Scott followed Kevin Warren in everything that the Big Ten did, and followed the Big Ten Conference. The Big Ten was actually hoping everybody would kind of follow suit. And that never really happened, dating back to when they first announced the conference-only schedule at the beginning of July. So that and really that, left the Big Ten out on an island by themselves, and then the Pac-12 kind of joined. But they didn't really take any of the slack because the Big Ten was the big almighty power that led to do it.
0: Right, and, and that actually, if you remember, pissed off the other three conferences. They oh, like, well, hold up. They were like, hey, we were, you know. and It just speaks to why we need a Power Five commissioner mm-hmm. to kind of oversee all of it. Uh, so that, you know, and, and that's something that Nick Saban, or Alabama said that they need. And I agree with it 100%. Yeah. To be uniform in all decisions. Right. And, you know, maybe, maybe that would have saved a lot of those conversations we had this year. Oh, why is Ohio State in the national championship? They only played blah, 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 blah. Shut up, Davo. Nobody cares. All right. So, I mean, but, you know, that's huge news. But now, you know, you thought a head coaching search was big news? Searching for a commissioner is going to be massive.
1: It's going to be huge too, really, because the biggest thing that Larry Scott left on the table and the main reason he mutually decided to walk away at this moment, his contract was up at the end of 2022. I think the PAC-12 presidents were like, get out of here, bud. We'll kind of go our own ways. Is that the PAC-12 has their new TV negotiation rights due for 2024. So just about 18 to 24 months until those conversations take place. And that really is the biggest red mark on Larry Scott's tenure at the helm of the PAC 12 was his media rights and his bargaining. When he started off, he came in with a 12 year, $3 billion deal with both ESPN and Fox. And people at the time were like, holy smokes, that's the biggest deal in college football history as it comes to TV rights. But as a part of that, he started the PAC 12 networks, which is still terrible to this day, still not in like 75% of homes around the country, got no linear distribution. It became a mess in terms of trying to schedule football games as it went later on, and regional sports networks kind of went by the wayside. It's one of the biggest blemishes Larry Scott faced but that was his thing. He was the media rights negotiator. He was always for the Ritz and the Raz, as opposed to really caring about intercollegiate athletics. So that will be what a lot of people remember Larry Scott's time for was those media negotiation deals and mainly the lack of success the Pac-12 Networks has had.
0: And there is a big hole right now in terms of those media contracts, because as you know, the SEC is going to ESPN. Mm-hmm. So what happens with CBS? Which conference is going to try and step in and get that contract with CBS? The Big Twelve, their deal is going to be up. You have the Big Ten, you have the Pac twelve, ACC. I know they have their own network, but it's 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 going to be interesting to see who jumps in on that. But I think I think you're you're right. You're dead on there. Now there was something else that happened recently. It was a McDonald's bag or. Uh, no, Tennessee. That's right. Right. Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a McDonald's bag, but th- that's that's neither here nor there. They were not only looking for a new head coach after they fired Jeremy Pruitt, but in a not-so-stunning move, but Philip Fulmer steps down as the athletic director at the university. Unrelated. Of unrelated, unrelated to the unrelated. investigation, though. Patrick, exactly. you can't even make Absol- those qualms. No, you can't. No, no. these are two individual— things that happened there's there's no tie-ins whatsoever. Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely zero nope philip fulmer had nothing to do with that internal investigation and didn't feel the ncaa breathing down his neck and really just wanted to you know try to set up tennessee his alma mater in a better place
0: well you know who they could have done they could have went and got peyton manning well
1: he's a part of this new search and one thing Mm -hmm. we need to talk about we'll give you some Head coaching odds, future odds provided by our good friends at betonline.ag coming up in just a few minutes. But the biggest thing that happened with Tennessee was the hiring of their new athletic director, UCF's Danny White. That was announced on Thursday afternoon. Tennessee going out getting their guy from Central Florida. Danny White has a proven track record. We'll detail all of that, the head coaches he has signed in both football and basketball, and let you know a little bit more about Tennessee's backstory for their new athletic director and what that means for the head coaching search and who bet online, our good friends say, is the favorite. That's all coming up next. No off-season. College football never sleeps, especially not here on the Locked On College Football Podcast. So as we're talking about college football, and although we're in the off-season and there's no spreads or over-under totals or lines for actual games, we do have some future odds and we're going to give you that for Tennessee's next head coach according to our friends at betonline.ag but if we don't have college football at least we have professional football it is conference championship weekend in the National Football League on the AFC side it's the Bills and the Chiefs on the NFC it's Tampa Bay and the Buccaneers taking on Green Bay and the Packers this is what we have and we know there's only one place that has you covered for all of it and one place that we trust here on the Locked On Podcast Network that one place is betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for your 50 percent welcome bonus patrick Kahn, you are not only the host of locked on longhorns but you also do a lot in the nfl when it comes to the cowboys so you have some knowledge when it comes to professional football i see both spreads right now hovering around three at betonline.ag for the nfl conference championship weekend who are you taking in both of these games
0: you know i th- is Patrick Mahomes playing? Because that's my big question with the Chiefs. Back because at practice not, on Thursday. I'm not. Taking back
1: at practice, practice back. on Thursday. Yeah. He's doing hell, he's doing yeah. well.
0: He's doing well. Because if Patrick Mahomes plays, I like him. I like him a lot. Because sure. he does a lot of things no other quarterback in the NFL can do. All right, let's talk about the other side. Cold temperatures at Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra. Give me Green Bay in that game. If you want to make those bets, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. So you can't bet on actual
1: college football games right now, but you can certainly bet on college basketball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, all of that is going on right now. And betting on whatever you need to do doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers out there. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever it is you get your favorite shows. I hope that the Locked On College Football podcast is one of your favorite podcast and I hope the Friday edition always ends your week off on a good foot. It is Ben Stevens of locked on Big 10, Patrick Kahn of locked on Longhorns. We were talking about some of the breaking news that has happened over the past 48 hours on the college football landscape. Larry Scott, no longer the commissioner of the Pac-12, leaving in an opening there, but the opening at Tennessee, at least when it comes to their athletic director position has been filled. On Thursday afternoon, Tennessee officially announced the hiring of Danny White from Central Florida as their new AD. Patrick Kahn, Danny White has a very Successful track record. He has hired some big-time head coaches in college football, Josh Heupel and Scott Frost at UCF, Lance Leipold at Buffalo, and some great head basketball coaches at Buffalo as well, In Nate Oates, who's now at Alabama, and Barbie Hurley, who I believe now is at Arizona State. This is not a college basketball podcast. It's called football. But regardless, Danny White brings a proven track record with him to Knoxville, Tennessee.
0: He does, but he also brings a level of arrogance. Oh. Uh, so I, I kind of feel like uh, because you have Danny White in the self-proclaimed national champions at UCF. Oh, by the way, y'all didn't uh, win that. You weren't in the national championship. But you can go ahead and you can talk about it. But yeah, it's funny because it matches up with Tennessee because they like to talk a lot. So to me, this is a match made in hell. Uh, when you have Tennessee, when you have uh, Danny White, who should not be at all confused with Dallas Cowboy, great quarterback Danny White. This is completely Danny White played basketball at Notre Dame back in the early two thousands. But yeah, he likes to talk a lot. But you are right; he does bring in good head coaches, which we you talked about, Scott Frost. He did great at UCF. He's not doing so hot at Nebraska. Different like conversation. Different conversation. We're not going to get into for another that. day. Yeah, for another failures day or we'll, we'll talk about that later. Or I'll, I'll hop on the Lockdown Big Ten and we can talk it there. Uh, and then, obviously, you talk about Josh Heipel, former Oklahoma quarterback, uh, doing a fantastic job, I think, at UCF. Doing great. So, the hires, when it comes to the hires at the University of Tennessee, I went to betonline.ag. I wanted to look at these odds. Mm-hmm. Kevin Steele is leading the charge at plus 250. Oof, I don't know if that'd be a great hire. Is he Kevin already there? Well, he is. He is, yeah. and that that would be an easy one. Like, oh, you're already here. We're just gonna we're just gonna make you the interim head coach, mm-hmm. or or for this season, or you know, however they want to do it. But yeah, he's plus two fifty. Mm. He's got your best odds. Uh, Gus Malzahn right behind him, which would be funny because if Malzahn was hired at Tennessee, he's likely gonna keep Kevin Steele to run his defense because they were together at Auburn. I don't, I don't know about those two. I don't know about those. And then you have, obviously, okay, here's the one that kills me, and, and then you can go through your list. There's two that kill me here. Yeah. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Bill O'Brien at plus 450. He is supposedly taking over for Steve Sarkeesian's old job as the offensive coordinator at Alabama, because you know that Nick Saban loves to bring these coaches who are downtrodden, put them through their rehabilitation, and put him back out in the world to take over another head coaching job. It would be interesting to see a Bill O'Brien and say, "Okay, sorry, Saban, I'll see you. In a f- I'll see you next season because we're going to be playing against each other because I'm going to Tennessee." The other name. This is a little bit a little further down the list. Tom Herman plus nine hundred. Oh, well, fantastic! You know what? If if they do put Tom Herman there, I'm begging the bowl committee put Texas and Tennessee against each other. I would love to see it. That would be
1: the battle of who gets to claim to be the real UT between Tennessee and Texas. We would have it's to find Texas. out. Do you, think, do you think Tom Herman, truthfully, would be able to have any success in the short
0: term at Tennessee? No, not with the uh, sanction that they're going to be under. Uh, yeah. in, in the mass exodus, uh, Henry Tua, Tua uh, one of their top linebackers, he's in the transfer board. I think they had like four or five guys within a 30-minute span. Yep. I'll jump in the portal last night. So I was, or, or Wednesday night. So I was like, I was like, yeah, it's a mass exodus. I mean, they're I mean, it's it's abandoning ship right now is is what they're going through. I, I mean, I think he could have success. I don't think he's gonna have the early success like he did at Texas, where he was able to get those top tier recruiting classes, because they're gonna be under a lot of heat, a lot of heat. So you're gonna have to get a good coach in there who can who can you know kind of ride the storm. Expectation levels got to be low. You can't go in there thinking that Jeremy Pruitt, like, he got three years. But let's be honest, he didn't get fired for what happened on the field. Uh-uh. He got fired because there was a bag man running around Knoxville. That's why he got fired. You know, so looking at the odds at betonline.ag, and if you want to jump in on this, go to betonline.ag, use that promo code that we told you locked on, jump in and Make your bet. Maybe you can make some money off of this. Why not? Everybody's making money at the University of Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah,
1: maybe you'll make your money, though. I don't think Bet Online passes it out in McDonald's bags. A couple names at the top that intrigue me coming from the group of five level. Billy Napier after a great year with Louisiana. He's at plus 400. Jamie Chadwell, the head coach of Coastal Carolina, after all the Chanticleers did, Chanticleers, whatever it is, plus 500. Hugh Freeze at plus 600. The head coach of Liberty football. If you're gonna fire one for cause because of recruiting violations and maybe some cheating scandals, Hugh Freeze probably not the guy you want to bring in in the immediate aftermath following the firing of Jeremy Pruitt. Which, like Patrick mentioned, the NCAA sanctions are going to be a huge component of who is hired as the head coach of Tennessee football, and should be a huge determining factor in how Tennessee fans think about it and think about the next couple of years of success, of success on the field, because. It's going to hinder them and what they might be able to do. And as we have seen, a lot of players have jumped ship and left Knoxville because they're like, we want absolutely no part of it. If we're not getting paid for Big Macs anymore, then we're out. See you later. Regardless, a name that really intrigues me down the bottom of the list, and I absolutely love it, John (laughs) Gruden. Somehow John Gruden made the odds at plus 5,000. You also see Doug Marone at plus plus seven fifty. He is going to the Nick Saban School of Rehabilitation for coaches. He is now the off, uh, offensive line coach at Alabama. Doug Marone, former Syracuse coach, most recently the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's trying to go there. Peyton Manning's on the list at plus 3,300 according to betonline.ag, but Peyton's a part of the search committee. He doesn't really want to coach. I think he wants to be a GM in the executive level at the NFL. That would be what I think Peyton does if he does anything except Peyton's places on ESPN+. A name to keep an eye on, though, is Buffalo's Lance Leipold. He was a guy that had a lot of heat behind him, at least in terms of trying to get a job at the power five level. I know Illinois fans when that was open and before it went to Brett Bielema, were really circling Lance Leipold for what he can do and what he's had success doing at the Mac and at the division two level. And obviously, the relationship now with Danny White, could that be at play? Who knows? Lance Lightpool, not on the list from betonline.ag, but could factor into the head coaching search at Tennessee. If you had to give me the one guy you think it is based on that list from betonline.ag,
0: who is most realistic? You know, if I'm talking realistic, yeah, I think it's Kevin Steele. I think that's yeah. the route they're going to go. The name I want, the name I want, John Gruden. I'll tell you what, man, spider two wide banana.
1: I don't think Gruden, as good of an impression as that was, by the way. I don't think Gruden's leaving Vegas. He don't forget signed a 10 year, hundred million dollar deal to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. There ain't a chance he's going to Knoxville, Tennessee to deal with any of the garbage. Here, here's he's going to my have deal. To deal. Here's with.
0: my deal. Here's my deal on that. You're making 10 yeah. million per season to be in the NFL and you don't have to deal with recruiting. Mm. It's uh, yeah. no. Why That's do you sense. why do you think Urban Meyer went to the NFL? He doesn't want to deal with recruiting. He does not want to deal with recruiting. No, and I'm
1: worried for Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. I just don't know how successful that's going to be. That's a different story for a different day. We finish off this edition, your Friday edition, of the Locked On College Football Podcast coming up next with some talk about that NFL draft and some future players returning to college football for the 2021 season. That's all coming up next. Despite college football not being in season right now, not being action on the actual gridiron, you can still find so many things across the Locked On podcast network of games taking place. So go behind the scenes of the game you love, that game being NBA basketball, and get all the sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing coaches, Players, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen on a nightly basis. Subscribe to the Rejecting the Screen podcast wherever it is you get your favorite shows. Back here on the Locked On College Football Podcast, one final segment for you on this Friday edition, heading you into the weekend. It's been a very busy time of college football, though, still. In the offseason, we're still grinding away. It's Ben Stevens of Locked On Big Ten, Patrick Kahn of Locked On Longhorns, and as we look towards the future – We look at some guys at the top of the NFL draft and also some possible NFL draft eligible players that spurn the pros and are coming back for the 2021 college football season. As we take a look at who will be the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the odds provided to us by betonline.ag, our good friends, it is a runaway for Trevor Lawrence. And I have to agree, he's at minus 5,000, Patrick Kahn. Is there any chance... Any chance anybody but T-Law is the number one pick going to Jacksonville by the time we get to the NFL draft?
0: I'm going to go with no. It's it's There's not a debate. It's not a debate whatsoever, which I thought was funny because I've seen some of these NFL analysts come out and say, oh, well, oh, we're talking about Justin Fields at Ohio State, which I can understand completely. But let's be honest, Trevor Lawrence is as can't miss as you get uh you you talk about some of the things that urban meyer likes in a quarterback you talk about the leadership factor you talk about the toughness this guy exudes it right i mean he gets up in the morning and he's a leader and he's going to show you his toughness and you see it each and every time it's a no-brainer and it's stupid to even have a conversation i think uh debating anyone outside of those top three like i think those three are the are the three I could, you could sell me on Jeff Wilson. Don't get me wrong. You, you could, or Zach Wilson, I'm sorry. You could sell me on Zach Wilson, but it begins and ends with Trevor Lawrence and it ends with Justin Fields. I don't even think Penney Sewell is even in the conversation.
1: Right. The odds provided by betonline.ag has Justin Fields in second place at plus 1200. Penney Sewell out of Oregon at plus 1800. Penney Sewell didn't even play this past season. He opted out due to COVID issues and COVID concerns it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and let's put to bed any of the rumors that because urban Meyer was the head coach at Ohio state, that Justin Fields might be in play for the number one pick. Urban Meyer did not recruit Justin Fields while he was in Columbus, he even told his assistant coaches, Ryan day to not go after Justin Fields at the moment. They wanted to focus on what they had in house. Urban Meyer has had very little communication with Justin Fields throughout any of their lives. Maybe now since working for Fox and seeing him on the sidelines, but actual indebted conversations. No, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. Number one. That's why he's minus 5,000. That's not a good bet by the way, at BetOnline.ag. don't even touch that. It will be Trevor Lawrence at number one. I would still take Justin Fields at number two if you're the New York Jets and you decide you want to move on from Sam Darnold. If you want to package that pick and trade it away, that's a different story for a different day. But Patrick Kahn, let's end off this Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Podcast, giving our one or maybe two best returning players to college football that we think will have
0: an impact in 2021. Is there a guy at the top of your mind? I mean, you have Chris Olave He's probably the first to come to mind because I thought he was a done deal. You yes. know, I, I thought he was leaving, uh, but you, would you go back and look at Chris Olave? Didn't have as good a season this last year as maybe he did in years prior. Now, why was that? You know, it. But you have to look at the talent level. I mean, because when you look at it, I mean, he was still averaging almost 15 yards a catch. But you know, when, when these guys go back, uh, you know, when these guys go back, they're they're looking to get higher in the draft, right? But like I think he's gonna have the biggest impact, but I still don't think he made the right decision. If that makes sense, mm-hmm.
1: that does that absolutely uh, makes sense.
0: Because I don't even think Chris Olave is the best wide receiver on his team. Uh, to me, it's Garrett Wilson. Wow, not is, Jackson is, Smith and Jigba. Uh, also no, I'm a, good. I'm a, uh, um, also Texas guys. You know, Garrett Wilson too. Both Texas guys. You know how mad it spurns me to have to say that about Texas guys going to Ohio State. You uh, know, I, I think it would be Chris Olave. Uh, he, he's top tier guy. I guess if number two, maybe a Brock Purdy, um, if he can have the same level of success and if he can limit those issues that he had late in the season, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. A couple other guys
1: to keep an eye on. Ohio State and Chris Olave getting him back was huge. On the other side of the ball, his teammate, Haskell Garrett, who also was maybe in the running for the NFL draft, decided to come back to Columbus. That will be big on the interior of the defensive line for the Buckeyes. Another guy in the Big Ten, Muhammad Ibrahim, the Big Ten's running back of the year, ran for over 1,500, or maybe not 1,500 yards. He ran for over 1,000 yards, but 15 touchdowns in only seven games of Big Ten action. He was dynamic for the Golden Gophers this year. He had a Big Ten best 150 yards Per game average, he has he was incredible this year. Minnesota didn't end up where they wanted to be. But Mohammed Ibrahim will come back next year and make an impact in the Big Ten. A guy outside of the Big Ten, if he's healthy, De'Eric King coming back to Miami. We got to pray for his health, hope that the knee injury is healed and he'll be ready to go for the co- 2021 college football season. I think he will be. What a podcast, though, right? We touched on so many things here today on this Friday edition. We have breaking news. Larry Scott, no longer the commissioner of the Pac-12. Danny White hired to be the new athletic director at Tennessee, who will be the head coach that he hires. We got the odds from betonline.ag who will be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. We got the odds from betonline.ag and giving you some players to keep an eye on as we head into the rest of the off season, getting ready for 2021 CFB. This has been locked on CFB the Friday show. Ben Stevens of locked on big 10 Patrick Kahn of locked on longhorns. What are you doing this weekend?
0: This weekend, I got NFL playoffs to watch, uh, Mm -hmm. breaking down film with the new hire of Pete Kwiatkowski uh, coming over from Washington, Texas. So I'm trying to break down the defense. Those are my uh, those are my top two items of the weekend.
1: That sounds beautiful. That sounds like you're going to have a great football weekend. I hope everybody has a great football weekend. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy all the hoopla going around in college football. And until we talk to you guys on Monday, when it's Candace Cooper back on the show, probably giving you a program breakdown, a program year in the review with one of the teams across the locked on college football channel of podcast. That all comes up on Monday, but for Patrick on the host of locked on Longhorns, I'm Ben Stevens, the host of locked on big 10. Have a splendid weekend, everybody.
0: Welcome. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.